Western Kentucky Preview, we have huge news, and Davis Sink sees John Madden? All that and more next on Dot in the Eye with Davis and Chad. What's up, Buckeye Nation, and welcome to Dotting the Eye with Davis and Chad. And we are coming to you just before our anticipated matchup this weekend versus those Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, uh, 4 p.m. And to be totally honest with you, Davis, I'm actually a little bit more excited about this game than some people may think, man. How are you feeling about it? Uh, there's a lot of reason to be excited about this game. But first, what the hell is a Hilltopper? Have you seen their mascot? It's a guy on it's a red blob no it's a red blob it's a red i've never even looked at it it's a it's like a red it's about as confusing as the stanford cardinals and it's a freaking tree well i'm telling you there is their mascot around here in columbus a hilltopper is a guy that does meth and lives on the west side of columbus and he lives at hilltop apartments yes that's I'm, I'm, i'm familiar so (laughs) guess what we have a hilltop apartments down here in kentucky too (laughs) nice not bashing on them. I understand there's some people that have it rough that have to live that life, but geez. Yeah. You never know what you're going to see over there. But uh, Definitely not. Anyway, so um, so yeah, dude, before we get into the game and what, are you, what you think about everything, how do you feel about this game being a 4 o'clock game? Is that kind of weird to you? I kind of expected this to be more of a nooner. I, I, I don't always think that the time slot is necessarily indicative of how important the game may be. I mean, a lot of times these games are bidded on by these companies and they're just trying to fill the role of yeah, but know, I don't who's like going to be in what spot. I, don't I like agree. Now, don't get me wrong. I actually can appreciate a 4 p.m. or a 3.30 game because, one, it makes me not feel like an alcoholic when I start drinking at 11, you know, 11.30 prepping for a noon game. At least I can wait a little bit. And the game's <laughs> over early enough that I don't feel like my entire night is shot. So I can appreciate a 4 p.m. game. See, I actually like a 3.30 when you're going to it. Like, that's perfect for me because you get, like, both experience. You get to go down and tailgate during the day. And then, you know, it gets dark. So you get to do a little bit of, you know, night game in the shoe as well. Um, but if I'm at home, dude, I either like noon or eight. I don't want nothing in between. Because I don't want to have to, like, try to cook dinner or anything during it. You know what I mean? Like, I want it to be, like, either we're doing this at noon or we're or we're waiting until after dinner. We're doing it at 8 o'clock. Like, that's just kind of the way I like it. I can't disagree with that. I mean, it's definitely hard waiting for the 8 p.m. game sometimes. Um, obviously, we're going to have to do that next weekend. But, you know, I, I, I've gotten to where I really do enjoy those noon games because you get it so early in the day. It's like I wake up. Uh, it's just about enough time to listen to a couple hours of some pregame and then boom, we're off and running, you know? Yeah, that's true. So I, I, I definitely, I guess I prefer more noon games just because of the antsiness, but there is a different feel to the night games, but that 4 PM game is still underrated in my opinion. Well, you know, something that I prefer, I prefer I could, big news. <laughs> I was and about to say, I, I can told, get us a few things. Listen, dude, are we, this is a family show. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> You can take that however you wanted to take it. I didn't mean to go one way or the other. Well, let me tell you, you let, what. You let your mind go there. I could have took it any way I wanted to, but instead I took it how you said it. 
Okay. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. So anyways, what I prefer, dude, is big news. So um, I heard you have some. We do. So we've been teasing this a little bit over the last few episodes. And on our website, we tease that there's some big news coming. Uh, there's still some details to hash out. However, Davis and Chad is going to be doing a live show. And that will be on October 14th for the Ohio State at Purdue game. We will be doing our live show at Turtle Creek Tavern. That is in Columbus, Ohio. That's on 5571 North Hamilton Road. And we're just we're super excited. I mean, this has kind of been a you know long time coming. Um, there's been a lot of planning going involved. There's still some things that we got to hash out. But if you've ever wanted to meet us, ever want to see a live show, I know a lot of our family, friends, and some of the locals that listen. I mean, the, there's going to be a ton of people there, and it's going to be awesome. There's going to be some giveaways there. There's going to be some opportunities to make the podcast. Um, plus you're going to be able to get out of the house, go watch Ohio state game and watch it with us. I mean, what better way to do it? Right. So absolutely mark your calendars right now, October 14th. And as of right now, I mean, there was early, um, early reveal. It's not been, you know, technically written in stone yet, but we're still thinking it might be a noon game. Uh, once we have that, uh, for sure, it still says TBD everywhere, even though action news, uh, several weeks ago kind of did let it slip that they thought this was going to be a noon game. But once we have that more in detail, we'll, we'll definitely let you guys know and kind of give you the rundown on when to show up and what to expect and everything else. But nonetheless, we will be doing our first live show at Turtle Creek, uh, Turtle Creek Tavern, and that will be October 14th. Absolutely. Um, come on out and see us, man. We're going to have a blast. Like I said, Davis and I are going to be there. Uh, before, during, and after the game, uh, so we'll get a chance to hang out with everybody. They got a lot of giveaways, got a lot of prizes, um, especially if you're friends with us or, or known us for a long time, man. Come on out, have a beer, let's have a good time, and uh, let's do it. Absolutely, man, dude. I'm I'm so excited, but we still got a lot to hash out. But you know, it's it's kind of something that you know is, I guess, a level up for us. You know, we we've been improving. We've kind of rebranded a little. This we're going on our is this our third season or fourth season? Third season? I don't know. It all meshes together. I know. I mean, we're even getting up uh, um up there close to like you know seventy five hundred shows. You know, we've been doing this long enough now that I think we've worked out a lot of the kinks and the little details and things that only come from experience. And this kind of seemed like the next step towards wherever we want this thing to go. So uh, again, a big thank you also to Turtle Creek Tavern for agreeing to have us out there. And we really hope we see you on October 14th. Absolutely. Now let's get into these hilltoppers before they get into us. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dude, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're getting on me for saying something that was like incognito, but you just come right out and say it, don't you? I, dude, I just, you know what I mean. I can't, I can't help it, dude. I'm so excited for this game. So tell me, get, tell me. I, I mean, I have a pretty good idea, but tell me why you're excited for this game. I'm super excited for this game because we're gonna get a, to go up against a passing team. That's number one. I've been wanting to see is this defense back. Is this defense shut down like everybody thinks that are there? There's critics out there saying that it's not. We've just played inferior opponents. And there's some that's saying that the defense is back and we're talking silver bullet time, baby. OK, that's one of the things. The other thing is th the football trials are over. They're over. 
We have the starting quarterback. It's Kyle McCord. Okay, he's going to be your main man taking the snaps, and we're finally going to get to see a full game. Keep his confidence going. We're going to do, you know, he's going to get reps and reps and reps and reps, and I think that we finally get to see a full stat line from Kyle McCord. So that is the the part I'm actually most excited about. Um, other than that, dude, it's Ohio State football season. I'm I'm pumped every Saturday, man. I wake up every day and I'm and like I do everything. I tell everyone in the house, I'm like, shut the f- up, the game's on, you know. And then I go and I watch the game. <laughs> First of all, I know damn well you're not saying that in your house. No, knowing I who's do. there, dude. I told you before, my wife can beat me up. We've discussed this before. It's like that Keen Peel episode. Like you're driving like three miles down the road and then you finally get out and he's like, I said, mm. yeah. It's like, oh, you really said that? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, sure, I said that to her, sure. Yeah. <laughs> So I I agree with you. There's a lot of interest in this game because we also know what's right around the corner. And I think overall Buckeye Nation is still extremely worried, extremely nervous um, and hopeful, but extremely nervous. And I think this is a really good test for two reasons. Um, One, namely, like you said, that this is going to be a really good test for the defensive backfield that has looked really good for the first two games because this is actually not only a passing team, an actually nationally ranked uh, passing team. Uh, Last year, they were like the 15th overall in yards per game offense, and they're just outside the top 10, I think 12th this year already in passing offense and 15th in points per game, like what, 45 and a half, 46 and a half? 46 and a half. Yeah, so like this is I know it's a group of five team, okay? And I know that the talent level that they're playing at might help inflate some of their numbers, but there's no disguising that they're a quality passing team. And they're bringing back a lot of the talent that they had from last year. So this is going to be a really good test before the Notre Dame game to see if, you know, like you said the silver bullets are for real, if we're really back. The second thing that I'm excited about as well is I feel like maybe this is a much bigger deal for Count McCord finally being named the starter and not having to look over his shoulder. Because I feel like, especially in the first game, not as much second game, but especially in the first, you could see the nervousness, the the deer in headlights, and probably the worry, not just, you know, having to read a defense and having to play in a, you know, an away game, but also the worry of, hey, if I mess up one time, I could be replaced. And now being named the starter, he's not going to have to worry about looking over his shoulder. And I really hope it just equates to him just slinging the ball, finally getting comfortable and just saying, hey, this is my team now. And I don't know about you, but did you look at uh, Twitter at all today and see them post like the new the hype video for this upcoming weekend? Yeah, and people ruined it for me. How'd they ruin it? Of course, I enjoy the hype video, man. I do. And it gets me pumped up. And I love watching them every week. So it's not going to deter me. But it kind of like took the wind out of my cell that like half the comments on there are like, do we really need to, you know, do we really need a damn hype video for freaking like these are supposed to be for Ohio State, Michigan. You know, it, it loses its luster when you do it every single week. Jesus, Christ, it's Western Kentucky. Well, that sounds like an idiot because they do these every week and they've always done them every week. So that guy can kick rocks. I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying. A notable part of that is you really get to see Kyle McCord get fired up in a side of him that we've never seen. And I'll be honest, man. Listen, at this point, we have to be behind Kyle McCord, whether we believe he is the best quarterback or not. And I think it is still at this current time the right decision. Um, Time will still tell on if it was ultimately the right decision. But 
if we can see Kyle McCord grow up before our very eyes, this this year could still potentially be, you know, a special year. Now, at this current point, I have a lot of doubts. A lot of other people have a lot of doubts. But, you know, if Kyle McCord can finally come into his own, finally being named the starter, and this is his first attempt at trying to finally solidify himself as, hey, you know, this is my team, then maybe we might actually be onto something. Not me, dude. I'm ready to ride. I don't have any doubts. I told you. My doubt came in the first part of the season. I wanted to see both sides. I did see both sides. I agree with the decision that was made. Um, and, you know, at this point, dude, let's ride. Yeah. Let's ride. I'm I'm the same boat, and I, I'm not going to say that we're not going to be critical of Kyle McCord, but I'm also not going to be jumping ship either, understanding that he's still young. He's still working on it. But the expectations are high. He knows that. And I'm really hoping, you know, having spent two full years in, in the system, that this third year, once he finally realizes that it's his team, maybe that confidence can spike up. And I, third we did season, see, dude. Can't and, hold anything know, back. Can't hold anything back now. <laughs> so let's start on the defensive side of the ball for this game, because I think that's probably going to be more the important part of it. And um, I think maybe the easier one to predict um, obviously we know that Western Kentucky has a really good passing offense. They pass on what almost 60% of their plays. I think, um, they're not really a balanced team. They are pass heavy, uh, averaging 45, 46 points a game. I don't care who you're playing. That's still putting up some numbers. I think this defensive backfield has its work cut out for them. However, on the flip side, this is finally going to be an offense that we are finally going to be able to see what our defensive line, especially our DNs, are actually capable of. An actual drop-back passer that is going to be passing most of the game, which means we have a much more um, higher percentage of chance to get home to the quarterback, to make interceptions, to really see what this defense is all about. So I'm I'm hopeful that we're finally going to see this defensive line show up statistic-wise, even though it didn't really so much in the first couple games. And this could potentially be a game where we look at this defense and it's almost put to bed this early, like, hey, this is legit for the rest of the season. Yeah, there's also the other side of that coin. Sure is. You know what I mean? Like, And I'm not saying that's going to happen. I don't, for any reason, foresee us losing this game. But I'm just saying, you know, it's very possible, you know, that – we didn't flip a switch in the off season and you know, we're, we're improved, but we're still not on the level we think or that Buckeye nation seems to think we are. Um, and then we get picked apart a little bit on this. That's also a possibility. And honestly, as much as I hope it's the latter, um, I, I still think that that's a possibility. I think they're going to, they're going to get some yardage and I think they're going to, you know, dude, it's hard. I don't care who you are, man. It's hard to defend the pass that often all game. It's hard to do it, man. You're going to give up some plays. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. I think it's going to happen. Um, I'm not saying that I think they're going to score over a couple of times on us. I'm just saying, like, I don't – I hope Buckeye Nation's not out there thinking, you know, we're getting ready to give up, you know, under 150 passing yards and, you know, zero points because it's not going to happen. Yeah, at the rate that they're going to throw the ball over the accumulation of the entire game, they're going to get their yards. Um, it's going to be a game of limiting big plays. It's going to be a game of keeping them out of the red zone or once they're in the red zone, stopping them once the field shrinks. And I wouldn't be surprised if we give up over 300 passing yards, which looks like a bad day. 
but only give up, you know, something like 13, 14, 17 points max. You know what I mean? And against a team that is used to scoring over 45 a game, that that's a big deal. So I, I can foresee something like that happening and somewhere around the lines of, you know, we get a couple turnovers. Uh, we have, you know, five, six, seven, maybe eight sacks in the game, you know, stuff like that, that where we can wreck the game. I think. You know, I don't have any real expectations. I'm not setting it at like, hey, I need them to keep them under this score for me to feel good about the defense or I need them to be under this number of yards. I still equate it back to how many big plays are we giving up? You know what I mean? Like the big overlying problem from last year. Have we have we finally worked on that and tried to solve that problem? And you want to know the funny thing? I understand who we've played the first two games, but you know who the number one team in the United States is right now in college football? at limiting big plays no it is ohio state Jeez, i would never would have thought the way you set that up that, that was gonna be the answer. i know right <laughs> i really set that one up for you didn't i but well, yeah i mean we've given up i think one play over 20 yards and maybe eight or nine plays over 10 and that's it through the first two games and We could blame Cam Martinez for the one over 20, and I hope to God he doesn't see the field again. We talked about that last episode, but, you know. Proctor's back this week, too, um, so that's a plus. I I really believe that, you know, these players are now another year in the system. Jim Knowles finally having that first full season. Uh, We have some other key players now in key spots. Our defensive line's looking solid that once they all know their roles, I think this defense is legit. I've been saying it from the beginning, and I think this game is going to continue to prove that. I think you're right. Um, I'm I'm just I'm interested in seeing personnel, and I'm interested in seeing. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that. I should say scheme. I'm not interested in personnel. I'm interested in scheme and effort. Those are the two things because I think if he calls the game right, um, I'm not worried about our talent level. I'm worried about our effort, and I'm worried about uh the game plan. Um, and if those two things happen to click together. I think we're going to be dangerous. And even if we do give up, um, you know, a couple hundred yards in the air, I'll still feel a little bit better about us going into Notre Dame next week. Absolutely. So give me um, give me a couple key players on defense that you think are going to stand out um, this weekend at Western or against Western Kentucky. I think there's three main ones for me. Okay, that's going to be Tommy Eichenberg, of course. Um, I think he's going to be a key factor. Obviously, Um, he is pretty much every game. You know, I'm not going to mention the DNs because, you know, right now I'm, I'm kind of sour, um, but they are going to be a key factor in this game. You know, I kind of put them up there. But, dude, I think, of course, it, we need to see the continued resurgence of Denzel Burke um, on the outside. And to be honest, dude, the more this year that I'm watching Josh Proctor, he's playing like a man possessed. I like Proctor. I like Burke and I like Eichenberg. Um, and then obviously I'm going to be watching the DNs. Uh, good call on all that. Um, I'm actually going to go with three completely separate ones. Not honestly because I'm just trying to go different than you. Honestly because, I mean, the, I think that's how good our defense is, is that you could go a bunch of different ways, and I think they could all be factors, key factors in the game. The first one is Igbenosin. Um, I feel like the the game plan is so far from what they've seen in the first couple of weeks is they're going to try to shy a little more away from Denzel Burke, which means Igbenosin is going to get a little bit more action. And I feel like Igbenosin is – going to have a game he's going to be a a household name by the end of this game at least you know with buckeye nation or especially those that are not as familiar with him um i'm also going to be uh 
paying attention to Sonny Styles. I mean, even in just a couple games, we've already seen some big hits. We've seen him hustle up in the run game. Uh, I feel like he's going to make a huge play in this game. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a pick six or a big hit or, you know, strip sack or maybe a fumble or something. But I just feel like Sonny Styles is, uh, you know, uh, he's a man amongst boys and that boy's only 18 too. Uh, and then the last one is going to be my call. Um, I think my call is going to have a game. If you have a quarterback that's going to predominantly pass and be sitting back there in the pocket, I feel like he's going to eat his lunch. Um, I would not be surprised if my call has four sacks in this game by himself. So that's kind of the four key players on defense that I'm expecting to have a game this week. Well, let's hope they all do, man. And that's the thing. I mean, I think they all do. And just because we're not going to say someone's name that much at the end of the game doesn't mean they didn't have a game. It's because we didn't have to rely upon them as much because the other one stepped up. And honestly, that's what a great defense does. If we're having to keep calling the same person's name every single week, is that a good thing for the defense, really? I mean, sometimes it can be if you have like a Chase Young where Chase Young is just that dominant. But, you know, isn't it a good thing if we're constantly calling someone else's name for a defensive performance on that field? Absolutely. So that's kind of where I'm at. But my expectations for this game is that, yes, I agree. I think we're going to give up more yards than what we've seen in the last couple games. But I think that's also the style of offense we're going against. Um, I do think that we're going to tighten up, get some turnovers, um, not give up seven and give up three instead and keep the score and uh, the respect of Buckeyes defense intact. Flip sides of the ball, man. What do you expect to see offensively? This is the question mark, right? And this yep. ha- has been the question mark for the first couple games. I mean, it's been very underwhelming. Um, it's not just quarterback play. It's the offensive line. Uh, the running backs, it looks like they're not getting, you know, a lot of consistency out of it. Um, I've, part of that is probably due to some of the rotations. Some of that is due to the offensive line. Uh, some of it's due to the play calling, not to mention our third down issues. I mean, we're still well under 50% on our third down conversions. Um, the wide receivers, even though they still look good in space, I feel like are actually having a little bit of trouble getting open. And that's a problem when it's against Indiana and Youngstown state. I mean, I feel like every time McCord's throwing the ball, to like Marv or Egbuka, like they should be like five yards, you know, away from the next defender. If they're that good, if they're some of the best in the country, wouldn't you expect against that talent, they should be more wide open. But I'm seeing a lot of, you know, passes in, 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 not in space. Like, you know, there, there's like a catch and a hit, a catch and a hit. Like there, there's not a lot of yards, uh, you know, after contact or yards after the catch that I'm seeing in the first couple games, unless it's just, you know, over the top. And I don't feel like, you know, that's indicative of how talented our wide receivers are, but I don't know if they've played the best couple games either. So there's a ton of question marks on this offense. I don't know, man, I'm going to need a second to kind of really wrap my head around it. Where are you kind of at with this game? I think it all lies on the offensive line. And you knew I was going to say that. Um, I think we've kind of, you know, I'm not going to say we've shown our ass, but I mean, we've kind of shown our ass first couple of games. Um, I really think that uh, it's it's affecting the running game to a point where, dude, we've got to toughen up, got to toughen up, you know, last man standing, dude. We, you know, that's got to be what it is. And I think everything else falls into place after that. On top of that, I still believe Kyle McCord's going to be okay. He needs to focus on making better throwing decisions, in my opinion. Um, 
I get it, dude. You can miss throw a ball. That does not make me make me mad. You are a, a green quarterback uh, coming into a situation where you're just now starting, and you're gonna, you, you know, you're not gonna put every money or every ball on the money. Like I get that, dude, and, I, and we expect that. Um, but do not throw into some of the situations that you've thrown into. That's all I'm saying. I like a quarterback that makes good decisions. Whether or not he can make the best throws on earth, I'll take the better decisions over the better throws. I just will. So I'm wanting to see that. And dude, I'm not I've not been a fan of this whole running back by committee thing we got going on here. I feel like it's really hard for someone to get in a rhythm. It's confusing. Like we talked about, I thought Chip was, you know, running the crap out of the ball in week one. Then we hardly see him in week two, and then it's the Travion show in week two, and then we, you know, don't really see much Mayan other than a couple catches here and there and a, a run here and there, but not like big time see Mayan. And, you know, week one, he was a goal line guy. Like, I just don't know what to think about it. And like we talked about, Vegas didn't either. They wouldn't even give us any any player props on anything because they didn't know what the heck was going on either. And I feel like that's kind of what I'm looking for them to shore up this week. Who's the main guys on the field? What's the play calling going to be like? And can this offensive line dig in, dude, and push some people back? That's what I'm looking at. Give Kyle Court some time to make better decisions and get through more than one read. Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with anything you said. I do think there is actually – it can be difficult to game plan and to keep consistency when you have this much talent on offense because there's one ball and you have a lot of egos. Maybe not necessarily with these players, but in general, you know, offensive players have a lot of egos. They want their touches. They want their yards. They want to score. And when you have three, maybe four legit starting running backs and not to mention, you know, the wide receivers, I mean, sure, we have a great top two, but really that third spot could be interchangeable. And to be perfectly honest with you, we probably have at least seven wide receivers that could easily be in the rotation, you know, between some freshmen, Xavier Johnson, um, Julian. I mean, he's been he's been doing better this year. But there's legitimate there's so much so much talent around the field that it's hard almost in a way to distribute the ball enough. Well, I'll tell you this much. To me, people can disagree all they want. To me, Igbuka needs to touch the ball, Marv needs to touch the ball, and to me right now, my number three that needs to touch the ball is Xavier Johnson. Uh, I think that kid's explosive, dude. He has that thing about him. I can't explain it. Like he he has that little like per- Percy Harvin shifty fast, small guy thing, dude. And I just think uh, he's going to be something for somebody to deal with this year. Yeah, he's been underutilized the first couple games. Um, I wish they would just put him back there in punt returns as well as kickoff returns and just get a out of there. Um, Maybe at some point they go to that. I don't know. But um, I agree. He's someone that, I mean, he was a pivotal, important part of our team last year. And, you know, as a former walk-on finally getting a scholarship, like he's legit. I think he's a great player, and he's there for the right reasons. So I trust him fully. Um, I wish they would put him more in the game plan, and I think that probably is the plan for some of these bigger games and later in the season. I mean, it's a long season. The good news is we have so much talent that if our coaches are finally willing to rotate a little bit more, we can keep these players fresh through the majority of the season. So we haven't seen that in the past. Normally, we're used to seeing the starters go all the way through halfway through the fourth quarter, even in some blowouts. So I'm really hoping that, you know, we get off to a hot start, um, that we're able to put a good game plan together, that everyone looks sharp and give a lot of these other players some extended time and meaningful snaps to actually play football. Definitely. 
let's get into these player props, dude, because we had a hell of a time coming up with these this week. We did. So uh, we are currently at you're you're at four and I'm at two for the season. So through two weeks, you went two and one both weeks. And I feel like you know, I so are you saying bets. that I won both weeks and then I'm also the overall leader? That is correct, sir. I would like That's, to make that clear. That's first grade math, but I'm okay. glad to see that you you've excelled to second grade math. Well, so. welcome to second grade, baby. What? Yes, welcome <laughs> to second grade. <laughs> it's like Billy Madison graduating every two weeks, going up a grade. That's so. Right. Yes, we we had a hard time, and I think the main reason is because you actually gave some good lines this time, and I refused to budge on anything I didn't feel more confident in. So that's why we went to probably our seventeenth. 18th and 19th option before we finally decided to disagree on a few things. And even still, I might have given a little way, and you probably gave a little way, so we could finally come up with three. So the first one is, uh, what will be the length of Ohio State's longest touchdown this weekend? And I put the number at 54 and a half yards. So anything 55 yards and higher would be the over. 54 and under would be the under. And I took the under. Not that I don't think we can score a longer one. But I do feel like with Common Cord and trying to get into a rhythm and trying to work more offense and getting more of these these intermediate throws that I think he struggles with the most, um, I feel like we keep all of our touchdowns under 55 yards. So I took the under, you took the over. I just have this vision, dude, where like first know, play of the game, yeah, he's gonna throw an 80-yard touchdown. I'm no, not even that. Like no, that. actually, I'm thinking like just it's something simple, like you know we return the kickoff and you know we're not that far and then Travion just busts one through the line and runs at the whole length of the field that's that's what I'm thinking in my head and that's fair because I didn't establish longest passing touchdown I just said any Ohio State touchdown so yes I understand I mean I, I hope I'm wrong on that one actually to be perfectly honest with you but I did go I did take the under me too because I can get used to this winning thing well, I, I wouldn't say don't get used to it, but I'm not feeling super confident about my prop bets so far this year. So I don't know. I may never see the light of day again. So the next one we picked was Kyle McCord at 335 and a half passing yards. And, man, we were so close on this. We argued for a minute, and I finally said, screw it. I'll take the over because we were at 300, then 325, then we went up to 350. And we all we just kept agreeing on the same over or under. And I think this is about the number we settled on where I finally said, fine, I'll take the over. So I need Kyle McCord to throw 336 yards or more, and you need him to throw less. Yes. And that leads us with our final one, which I'll be honest, I, this is probably the one I feel the most confident about. Uh, Emeka Buka, over-under set at 60 and a half receiving yards. I took the over. I think Emeka's finally going to have a day. I feel like he'll actually put over 100 yards up. And you have him at under. Yeah. Um, I think Marv's going to be the guy, and I think uh, Cade Stover's going to be the guy. Yeah. I, I, it's possible. I mean, that's kind of what we've seen the first handful of weeks, but I feel like, you know, there also has to be a push to really get Emeka involved, and I feel like the more they keep pushing Marv, the more it's going to free Emeka up. Because if you think about it, when Emeka was really playing well is when Marv continued to have good game after good game. That led the way for Abuka to get wide open and basically have himself a game. So I think, you know, because of what happened last week and, you know, Marv having 160 yards off seven catches and two TDs, Western Kentucky is going to have to find a way to try to blanket him and, you know, limit his touches somehow, which I feel like has to open up Abuka. So I feel a lot more confident about that one. But those are our three prop bets for the OSU 
WKU game. So I guess it's time, dude. Let's do some scores here. I'm going to make you go first this week because you made me go first last week, I believe. And to be perfectly honest, I never write these down ahead of time. I mean, the prop bet's the only thing we ever really do ahead of time. So I honestly have nothing pre-planned here. So I'm going to go a little bit off the rip. I do think that, you know, the spread's like, what, 28 and a half? Um, I think we finally win one of our spreads this year. I know we didn't cover the last two times, but I think we finally do. I think it's going to make a difference that Kyle McCord has been named the starter. Um, I think our defense is real. And I think that, you know, Western Kentucky has not played a defense like this this year, nor do I think they will at all this year. Um, I think the defense may actually score this game. And I'm seeing this game more in the realm of like, like a 49 to 17. And I'm only saying 17 because I feel like there might be a garbage score in there. If I knew our starters were out there full time, I'd go more like 49, 13, but I'll say 49, 17. Okay. I mean, I'm pretty close. I think this is going to be the coming out party for Kyle McCord. Um, And I don't mean that by just saying, like, he's going to go out there and throw for 500 yards. That's not what I mean. I mean, I think he's going to manage this game. I think he's going to try to make better decisions. I think he's going to, um, you know, make better reads. And I think that we're going to get a full dose of that. Um, I hope to see some resurgence on the offensive line and the defensive line. And I, I think we're going to play good defense. But at the end of the day, man, a, a team that averages, you know, over 40 points a game, um, they're going to get a little bit of there. So I, I went 52, 20 bucks. Yeah, so we actually both have a 32 point uh, margin of victory. So we're pretty much right there. I mean, we're only just, you know, a field goal off each. And, you know, giving up 17 to a group of five team. Especially, you know, with Ohio State's expectations, I guarantee they will find ways to complain about that. But you're not going to – most – your casual fans not going to understand that keeping this Western Kentucky team at 20 or less is going to be a good – it's going to be a good job in my opinion because that's how highly I think of Western Kentucky's offense. Um, Given, yes, it it still is a group of five team, but they have legit players on that offense, and that's predominantly what they do is pass the ball and – when you pass the ball, you can score real high. So, yeah. um, Thank I, you, I, Davis. <laughs> Thanks for that lesson. Yeah, so I pulled that out of the John Madden, uh, you know, playbook basically, where basically the team that wins is the one that scores the most points. You know, <laughs> what happens is the the line opens up a hole, and that running back just runs right yeah. through it. <laughs> Dude, it's late. People have no idea how late we we both have young kids, and I have to wait till everyone goes to bed. So, dude, I'm so tired. I'm so oh, tired. Yeah. It's like at the end of a work week, man. So I guarantee I've probably said things on repeat. I have no idea what I'm saying. I'm gonna go to bed, wake up tomorrow, and not even remember half the crap I even said on this episode. I'm gonna have to like re-listen to it just to remember what we talked about. It's gonna feel like college all over again. <laughs> I can't argue with that either. Yeah. I mean, you make you make good points, so. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Number one, we're going to be at a bar. Tell your friends. Number two, go to our website, www.dtipodcast.com. Uh, check it out. We're going to put all the details, of course, for the upcoming events and everything on that page so that everyone's aware of what's going on, where you need to be. And um, like I get said, thanks for listening. Uh, you know, another pinnacle that we're getting ready to reach is that we're getting ready to hit almost 20,000 downloads. It's awesome, like we're man. on the way. We're probably going to hit it before the end of the, I'd say probably before midseason. Um, and that's just amazing, man, considering about where we started, 
you know, having 20 guy or 20 people, you know, download an episode. And now we're, we're almost at 20,000, dude. That's just insane to think about. So, uh, thanks for that. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got, Davis. Yeah. Um, it's been a journey. Um, this season, I feel like it's going to be a journey. Uh, this well, might don't be... stop believing. Yeah. You know what? Bravo, dude. Like you're just on the ball tonight. Like I, I'm, I don't have it, but you're on the ball tonight. I, I have nothing else to say. I mean, I'm, I'm for the first time in three years, I'm proud of you. I appreciate that, man. You I know, do. I know I you don't hear, I know you don't hear it a lot at home, but it's, you know, I'm proud of you. If I could, I'd pat you on the back right now. See, I do appreciate the compliment, even though it's backhanded and full of sarcasm. I do appreciate it. <laughs> I, I meant that half-heartedly. <laughs> Oh man. Well, as always, guys, um, you can catch all of our all of our episodes on all major streaming services. Uh don't forget to check out our Facebook page, um, our Twitter, and also our website, because everything's linked through our website as well. And that's DTIpodcast.com. Um yeah. Hopefully you guys enjoy the game this weekend and then be ready later in the weekend for our post game. And hopefully uh we get to see, you know, a lot more quality play on both sides of the ball, especially on the offense. Um, other than that, guys, I ain't got nothing else to say. You, Chad, you good? Nope, I'm good. We will rock it until Sunday, guys. Until then, go Bucks. Oh, H. Oh, H.